What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Size Up by National Fire Radio, because what you do off the job matters. And it's it's interesting today as I'm looking at my guest who I'm about to introduce. He's wearing a t-shirt. I'm wearing a hoodie and a fisherman skull cap right now, and it's currently <laughs> snowing outside of my window. Uh, but he's not very far from where I am here on the East Coast. So I don't know if he's just like a, a warm temperatured person and I'm a cold temperatured person or it's just the way it is. But uh, Lee Throckmorton, welcome to the Size Up, man. How are you today? I'm great. Thank you for having me. H how warm is it there in the Virginia Beach area? Uh, let's see. We're we're freezing for us. It's uh, I think it was in the 30s or 40s. So we're uh, this is this is Arctic. This is Arctic <laughs> Arctic for us. But you know, true, true Virginia weather, it'll be, uh, it'll be 70 degrees in uh, another 30 days or, or, you know, it, it'll, it'll, it bounces back and forth. So yeah, but just kind of, that's the East we, coast these days, man. We're like, even in Jersey, it's going to be 60 on Sunday and it's 22 and like flurrying out right now. Be Christmas, it'd be Christmas day. We'll be in uh, a, a polo shirt and, uh, and, and khakis, no, no coat. It's a few Christmases ago, I was wearing shorts. Like that's how yeah, well, it's so weird. It happens. Like, this is it not, happens. This is not what happens. Like it is now. <laughs> so it's just, it's just the way life changes. But I mean, we, you didn't come on the podcast to talk about the weather, obviously. Um, and you have a really cool story from what I can tell, you know, doing some research and, and you and I have spoken on um, social media a bit for the past, I guess, couple of years, I think, right? Mm -hmm. We're, we're floating around in that fitness type industry. Um, right. But, you know, we, we talk a lot, a lot about what goes on off the job now. And I know you're retired from Norfolk Fire Rescue, correct? Correct. Um, but let's go back even further. Like, how did you get to that spot? What was your kind of life like pre-job and, and getting to it? Um, and we can kind of start there. I think it's a nice place to start the conversation. My buddy James Gearing, Behind the Shields podcast, he always starts with your family life and where were you born and things. I move it a little more advanced and like, what, what was your high school life like and, and where you go uh, to the job? Well, let's see. I, I didn't, I wasn't one of the individuals that had their path you know, laid out for them, you know, since they were five years old, I, I've worked, well, I work, I've worked with a young man who is 18 and he just recently got into a fire Academy, uh, nearby and he wanted to be a firefighter since he was three years old. I, I didn't really have any path. I wasn't, uh, I want to be a doctor at, at 12 years of age, or I want to be a Navy SEAL. I, it, it, I didn't really have a, a good idea of what I wanted to do. But uh, 30 years ago, I got involved in ocean rescue in a very, very high volume tourist area uh, here in Virginia. And it started to kind of open the path for me a little bit about what I wanted to do. Uh, you know, be, you know, hanging out on the beaches is fun, but gig, right? Like no, hanging out on the beach it, is not a bad I, gig. I tell you what, I miss it. I haven't been out there since 2015 and it, there's not a, there's not a warm day that goes by that. I don't, uh, I don't miss being out there, but uh, there were two things that I noticed early on when I was there. It was, you know, one was in the, the lifeguard space. It was, the outcomes, whether they were positive or negative, had a lot to do with the physical abilities of the providers that were there. And I was noticing that if somebody, 
you know, maybe they weren't, they weren't as fast enough. They didn't have the aerobic capacity. They weren't strong enough. It could have a negative outcome on the situation that we were in. Now, luckily that was in the minority that didn't happen very often. And we kind of threw a lot of people at an emergency when it came up, but you know, you could see how in a, in a, we, we had a, we had a bigger, we had a bigger ocean rescue service with a lot of a density of lifeguards. And, but you could see how in an area that doesn't have that many, that, that speed, um, you know, that aerobic capacity and the, the, the stamina to get somebody back in from a rip current. If you, if you didn't have those abilities, they were going to, it could have a negative outcome. And I think we see that too, but we see that to, to your point here, not just in the rescuer, but I know, you know, I live close to the Jersey shore, you know, where we, we, we don't, pump our gas here we pump our fists right um, and we have wicked rip currents that come through every summer and what you see is in the strength and ability of the victim as well is at least at least what i'm kind of paying attention to at this point you know i have two young boys um they've done surf camp they didn't do it this summer but i've had them in surf camp uh I think my oldest did six years of surf camp on the Jersey shore in the summer. And my youngest did four. And what they do with this surf camp is they break it up into half of their session is uh, ocean skills. And the other half is actually surfing. And right. to watch my boys confidence just grow in the ocean. And then you hear these stories on the news of, of swimmers, that are lost, you know, most are after hours when there aren't as many lifeguards or any lifeguards on duty, but that goes to the same thing. I think you're speaking to, you know, their abilities and their, their not just ocean skills, but their ability to swim and, and keep themselves alive. Well, three, three quarters of our planet is water and ocean. So you, you might want to, you might want to have some skill in that area or you could find yourself uh, in, in trouble, but what what that did was it 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 kind of started to to interest me as far as you know somebody's physical abilities and and the, those outcomes and then uh, you know parallel to that was I was finding myself in you know the emergency and and I don't know exactly how to articulate it because we we talk about how it's not an emergency for the provider but the emergency setting the call for service and I was finding myself comfortable and confident in that area so it started to kind of clear a little bit of the brush away from the path as far as you know where I wanted to spend my time because the I didn't have any context about the strength conditioning part of being a tactical athlete or a, a provider back in those days didn't have any education or, or context but I did recognize that I was comfortable in that environment and it intrigued me um, how that, how those things correlated. So, you know, in college we would, in, I, you know, I think I went to paramedic school uh, while in concert with, with college as well. And it kind of got immersed in that. And then we could kind of start to see the path clearing a little bit more, but to be honest with you, most of us, the younger folks that were working for the lifeguard service, we were trying to figure out how we could just stay out there and keep working. And I'm sure, you know, some guys on the Jersey shore that are, are, are lifers. They are lifers for it. And 
what what we found out is we were looking at our executive staff and the the you know the the my my running joke with the executive staff was you know back in those days we thought they were elderly and they were most likely 37 years old you know at most and we were looking at them like well how do these guys get to stay out here for so long and they were either school teachers or or firefighters and I, and i'm sure that's mirrored up up there in jersey as well yeah so it's it's usually the people that are lifers are are in those 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 two branches so you know that that's kind of what started to gravitate a handful of us to move our our way to uh, to the fire service i didn't know the first thing about fire suppression i had never done it i i had some ems obviously because i think i was down at the the ocean front um working for probably three or four seasons before i ever got on with the fire department but um I, be honest with you the motivation early on was how do i keep working out here in the summertime just because the we enjoyed the camaraderie i enjoyed the the office was great so you know that's kind of how how we ended up uh, there you know hampton rose is, as you're aware has has quite a few big uh departments down here and um i i I and a and a buddy of mine, I think it was probably might have been three of us, ended up in in Norfolk. Um, and you know, for those that don't know a lot about Norfolk, it's you know fifty thousand calls for service uh, annually. It's a five hundred member department. Um, we have you know one hundred and twenty at any given time, and and we run the gamut of all different types of occupancies, all different types of um residents so it's 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 very very diverse it's also whole. grown like most cities in america now has grown in your career for sure from when you started to to now obviously oh yeah i don't i don't think uh i i couldn't tell you what the call volume was in 1996 or 7 but i'm i'm sure it it's uh it's you know it's it, it's grown quite a bit since then um and and a lot of things have have expanded you know there's more um there's certainly more medic units in the city than there were when I started probably by four or five, um, you know, out of, I think 12 or 13 that, that, that they have at, at the current time. But yes, it's, it's, it's grown, uh, and the calls for service have grown exponentially. Um, but, uh, then, you know, they, I, I spent 26 years there and retired as a officer and, uh, on a ladder company in Midtown, uh, relatively busy ladder company in the grand scheme of things, but, um, had a, uh, you know, had a, uh, an enjoyable career, um, did spend some time in the fire marshal's office. So they did run us through, uh, the police Academy and they ran us through, uh, the, the field training program with the, uh, with the police department. So I had a little bit of time. You were basically uh, like the triple threat then fire, right? Right. Yeah. yeah running, like a quadruple threat. Like running, and, running and gunning. Yeah, we were. We, so I, you know, and, and that's helped me in, you know, my current role is that I have some experience doing the job, not just uh, trying to train people for the job. So I've, I've got some I've got some some experience in a lot of different areas uh, that, that, that helps me kind of see what the mindset and physical requirements are for uh, most tactical athletes. It's interesting too, because you you mentioned that part about it being younger and, and the ocean rescue business and things. And you know, when when I was that age and doing EMS, you know, I just knew I had to be fit, right? I didn't really see it as the fit for the job. You know, being my smaller size, people would be like, "You're gonna lift me? 
and that was you know back in the days of two man stretchers and right old you know i still like the old school stair chair but i'd much rather have tracks these days doing it for me right, right? but that was like all right i got to be strong but i didn't put the whole picture together really that my strength was making the outcome for the patient better you know and i was also testing to get on the job which i was like i got to be strong and fast because that's what i have to be um, the right. fact that at your age, you were able to, to correlate that to the actual outcome of the rescue kind of speaks to how your mindset is. And I think it's gotten to you to where you are now with your, your business. It, it, I've always been interested in that it, understanding what the, the needs analysis is for, you know, I don't know the first thing about cricket, but I could probably sit and have an interesting conversation with a coach for cricket of what the strength conditioning requirements are for that sport and you know that the the term tactical athlete gets bandied about quite regular and some people some people push back on it um i i don't i think that it's uh, you know i think it's it's an accurate term i think that that the first responders military uh there i think there is much athletes and when you do a needs needs analysis for a firefighter, you can pair that up just like you would a needs analysis for a running back in, in football. I mean, you can, you can lay it all out there in parallel. So I think, I think athlete is a, is a, is a term and, and you know, athletes have to train, they have to, they have to be able to, uh, to perform. And the di big difference in the tactical space is that it can be uh, life or death outcomes for yourself or who you're in charge of protecting. So I think that that makes the, it makes it incumbent upon people to make sure that they're in shape, but that's a, that's, that seems to be an uphill battle uh, to keep, you know, swimming upstream, trying to keep everybody where it's they're supposed to be. Because when we talk about, you know, I mean, again, you, I can unpack a whole bunch of that, that you just said in, in 8 million different mm -hmm. ways, right. And how people take terms and, and how people do things, but that's it. I think it's an uphill battle for everyone, not just people in the emergency services, because the fitness industry in and of itself is a humongous multi-gajillion dollar industry, and we are all a part of it. And what it comes down to is it always comes down to your person, right? And you have people who, whether they are in the emergency services or not, they, they just don't want to put in any work. You know, I'm not, I think we're on the same page when we say like, I don't need people to be marathoners. I right. just want you to be fit. I just want to be right. healthy for yourself. You know, listen, I eat fast food occasionally. Like, right. I mean, like you don't have to be a monk. You don't have to be a monk. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Like, yeah, right. we're not, we're not, uh, we're not the Shaolin monks and like, right. Uh, uh, have shaved my head in the past and things, but it's that everything in moderation. And so when you throw the term tactical athlete out there, people automatically go to, well, you have to be this disciplined about everything you do and every way you do it. And it has to be this, that, the other thing. And that's not necessarily it either. I don't, but, but what I, what I do think is, is valuable is that when, when you decide that you want to take on uh, the mantle of being, you know, police, fire, SWAT, um, there, there is something incumbent upon you to have to understand at least understand what the requirements are and and how to how to get to that point. Get well, what's the what's the end goal, and and make sure that you're training accordingly. 
to achieve those goals. But if, and if you don't, then either find somebody that can help you with that or better yet, I think as a, a department, a municipality embed a subject matter expert within your, your city to. It's such a cool thing that you said that, right? Because, mm -hmm. you know, when you and I came into this emergency services world, that was not even, I mean, it was heard of in, in a very few places. You could probably count them on two hands right years ago now that embedding of some type of a subject matter expert or some form of something is at least becoming more commonplace i feel like and and i wouldn't even have a problem and in, in fact you know i i lean i lean heavily on the fact that that the, the group that that i have at at uh at cause and groundworks you know they they've done the job as well and i i wouldn't have a problem with a department, you know, putting a uh, an active duty firefighter yep. in that role, if they are, you know, if they've got the requisite ed education and practical experience to kind of go along with that, I don't think that you necessarily need to hire from the outside. If you have somebody in, I mean, there's a lot of fire departments that have very, very um, educated and sophisticated coaches, whether they're they own their gym off duty or they've, you know, they've came from the background as a as a sport coach before they got into the fire service you know or, or police department or wherever they're you see oh. so many people in the emergency services field who come into it post being some form of an athlete or right. they got their degree in kinesiology or they got their degree in, in you know, any type of physical activity gym teacher whatever you can say kind of decided mm, not the career for me but they have all that knowledge and they can apply it so well to our career space that utilizing them is, it's just like utilizing, you know, if you hire someone who's been a paramedic for 20 years, well, obviously you want them doing your EMS equipment ordering, let's say. Right. Same Indeed. Thing. And, you know, I, I, I think that the biggest benefit that a municipality can to give to their, uh, you know, give to their members is just going to be give, give them as much information as you can. That was kind of how I tried to uh, attack the situation um, in, in Norfolk was I was, I tried, I, I recognized that you weren't, you know, we weren't going to get a whole lot of testing that was above and beyond what um, you know, the, the 1582 or 1583 had us doing. Um, and I knew that there, that there wasn't a big push for there being punitive action for not being able to, to handle. And I, and I, I struggle with whether that's even the best way to go anyway, because then you just open a whole, a whole nother can of worms there. But if you, if you make fitness a priority, you give people as much appropriate information as possible because it can be overwhelming i mean we can we can get on the google machine right now and i mean we can we can find something you know that just the most wild the most <laughs> wild fitness information that you you know and it's it, for, for the for the uninitiated it's it's uh it's it's overwhelming so having somebody that can kind of you know bring that together you provide equipment you provide it you know, you provide support and you provide a subject matter expert. I think that that's probably the best way that you can um, get 
the most buy-in from your membership uh, across the board. I think that that's a great place to start. And, you know, the, the money issue, I think in the, in, you know, I sympathize with, I sympathize with fire chiefs because it's a, it's a large pie sure. and there's a there's a lot of people trying to get a slice of it for, for one thing or another. And, and some things have to kind of fall by the wayside or some things are a priority. And, uh, but, but then again, I think that, I think that the, uh, the manpower and keeping your manpower fit and healthy is, should be at the top of the food chain. But, you know, right behind me is the hazmat guy, the tech rescue guy, the hose guy, the, so <laughs> I, I get it. You know, the poor chief has, has six meetings a day on somebody wanting, wanting money, money but yeah. yeah. And, and, but and you, part, it, it's such a thing though, where it's like, it's, it's in our society, right? It's, it's the insurance, the circle of insurance. It's the circle right. of, you know, they will, an insurance company will gladly pay for you to have some form of a surgery, but not pay for your physical therapy to help you prevent having a surgery. Right. 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 And that all comes into it. And I, I'm hoping, you know, I, I don't have much time left on the job and I don't think I'm going to see the change in, in my time on the job, I sure do hope that in my lifetime, I'm going to be able to see this change systemically with insurance providers, with health, the health and wellness business changing to allow for us to be healthier. Because that's really right. what it comes down to, right? Is, is keeping people healthy and happy. And, and, and it is in, in keeping that, you know, and it starts all the way from, from the beginning, you know, you, it starts from, having an educated an educated athlete that is trained for the test to get the job and then once they get the job to be trained and ready for academy day one and then once they get out of the academy they're uh they're useful and they're they're uh they're healthy through their career and then they have a long and healthy retirement and i think that should be the that should be the goal for that should be the goal for any department to to have, but you have to you have to start way way in the beginning. Uh, a lot of places play catch up towards the end, and then that's. But I think if you start out even before they get to the to even the testing process, then I think that you're going to have a, a better tactical athlete as you as you move all the way through. So, so you brought up the testing process. So let's go, let's go down that road a little bit. And, you know, okay. we, we kind of just jump around in things, but mm -hmm. you know, you see the prepared candidate versus the unprepared candidate. Um, and you see their success versus their not success. How many of the folks that are coming to you with, with, with Kaizen there that like either are starting at zero or maybe, you know, they're already 50% of the way and you just get them across the line. That's question makes sense. Um, no, I understand what you're saying. Uh, I think it's, it, you know, it's, it's 50, 50. I think, um, yeah, I, I, I put them in two, I, I put them in two buckets. Um, and I, I use an analogy and I've used this, this quite a few times, but I use, I use a, an archery analogy is that, um, you know, that what we talked about before was going to be the, the bullseye in the middle of that target. And we talked about being, um, doing passing, whatever test it is being, uh, um, useful in the Academy, useful in your career and a, in a healthy retirement. 
and the two the two archers that line up for that that shot are going to be there there's going to be one that doesn't have any arrows in the quiver at all and that's going to be the that's going to be the young person that maybe didn't grow up in the physical culture they didn't uh, they didn't have good role models maybe their parents weren't weren't in the physical culture either and they just it just wasn't a priority for them but they've decided that they want to get into the fire service but they then and the the arrows to fire are strength aerobic capacity power agility coordination all that stuff they don't have any of those those arrows so um you know there i would look to provide them with with those skills even just to start and then once they get that then you have the the other bucket is the the athlete that has spent a lot of time firing at the wrong target so how that looks is going to be where we all know the uh we all know the lifting guy that 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 is you know i'll, I'll walk on the treadmill and i'll uh, i'll do buys and tries and listen there's nothing wrong with that uh i i think you're still going to be more fit than 90 percent of the population because sure. yeah because yep. you're, you're paying you're paying attention to it but when it comes time to load up 75 pounds and get on that stair mill for three minutes and then you know as now i'm talking about the cpat uh you get on that stair mill and and their heart rate hasn't been above 100 since the uh the nixon administration they're they're going to be they're going to be in big, big, big trouble. And that goes the other way too. You've got the, um, you've got the, the young lady who likes to jog and then she, she meets up with that 165 pound dummy that she has to drag at the, at the end of the, the CPAT. And those two individuals are, are shooting at a target. They're shooting at a bullseye, but they're just shooting at the wrong bullseye. So what what I'd like to do, what I like to do is I'd like to to provide the arrows. If whatever arrows they don't have, I'm going to provide them. And then as we get closer to the target, I'm going to kind of vector in those arrows and make sure that they're they're pointing at the at the right target. And most people are in the 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 second bucket. Uh, most of the people that I deal with have some sort of they they have some sort of physical culture behind their uh, you know in the in their past. Um, it's just a matter of kind of bringing them into making sure that they're firing at that target appropriately and not spending a lot of time, um, you know, thinking about more performance than aesthetics is seems to be the uh, the case for a lot of it. I'm currently working with um a, you know a handful of um, law enforcement officers that are going to um, the uh, SWAT school and those guys are I mean strong I mean super super strong guys but um, their aerobic capacity needs a little uh, needs to be a little more robust a little higher and so yeah and and I mean to be honest with you I told them you know we're we're not gonna we're not gonna do a whole lot of lifting after day one when they're pulling 450 pounds off the floor at, don't need at, a, at a at 180 pound body weight i'm saying i think you guys are good so let's let's see if we can't uh let's see if we can't make that aerobic system a little more robust but for the most part that's that's usually that's usually the bucket of people that i see are are people that have some experience they're not just you know they're not coming off the couch um i think that that that's that's a rarity um that somebody that hasn't done 
anything and then all of a sudden they decide that they want to be in in public safety i don't i don't see that so much but you know i'm 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 eager to i'm eager to help anybody but it's, it's uh, so but, interesting that bullseye analogy like you know you make my mind go when i hear something like that in my fitness mind and my my job mind and things and it's such a good analogy for so many reasons not just even getting on the job right but you have that you know my bullseye is a healthy retirement it really never ends you know what I mean? It, it just keeps getting pushed back further and further, but I need to be shooting at that target with all those arrows and making sure it's still the right target because it's so easy over your 30, 25, 30 year career, whatever it is to lose sight, not lose sight of the bullseye because everybody knows what's at the end, but right. it's grabbing the wrong arrows or not grabbing enough of the arrows or stopping to grab the arrows. Or, or you 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 lose one of the arrows for whatever reason it's like yeah. I, I haven't i haven't uh you know i haven't done any and and i think it's more you know in my experience i see most of the people heavy on the lifting and and the endurance suffers a little bit and i think that i'm excited now because it seems that the pendulum in in tactical athletes is swinging more towards a strong endurance athlete model as opposed to a uh, some you know somewhat enduring uh, strength model and i think that that's actually that's more beneficial i think for the athletes in the long run and it's more interesting for me as a coach to to coach somebody on their uh, their conditioning than it is uh, uh just adding five pounds to their uh, squat Doing the same lift every week yeah that's that's that doesn't that doesn't interest me nearly as much as as getting somebody's uh uh, you know, bumping somebody's aerobic capacity and lactic threshold to the right and uh, still keeping them strong at the same time. That's a little more interesting. Well, that technical, those technical terms you just use there, aerobic capacity and lactic threshold, not that they're new topics, but, you know, that's such an important thing. And we've learned so many new ways to go about increasing that. Some that even involve weights when it comes down to the, the functional fitness end of things and how you can increase that. And it's so important in our world because police, fire, EMS, lifeguard, military, your ability to work hard longer is always going to be the challenge because right. it's not just, you know, oh, I'm going to go and lift 750 pounds one time. You know, or right. I have to swim 200 meters one time today. You know, right. you don't have that as an option. You know, you go to one of these calls and you are working. I had a, we had a 45 minute extrication the other day just because of how entrapped the victim was. That was right. 45 minutes for everyone on that scene to be physically engaged at 4.30 in the morning, mentally engaged at 4.30 in the morning, you know, to all these different tasks. And that comes into that threshold right there. Indeed. And, and I don't, I think you can go to any, any rehab area at a structure fire. And I don't think that anybody there that is tired is tired because they encountered the inability to lift something like they, they didn't, Oh, I, I got, I got to go. I got to go to rehab because this, I couldn't, I couldn't pick up X, Y, or Z. It's usually there's there there's a, a respiratory component to it and a muscular endurance component to it and that wears down and that's usually what you know drives us at the end of that that first and second tank we're just worn slam out from 
from that as opposed to, hey, I, I encountered a, a an object that it yeah. just you know it was just it, it was it, it exceeded my, yeah it exceeded my uh, my ability to uh, to pick it up off the ground. It doesn't it doesn't happen, and that goes for schools too. I don't think anybody has ever been kicked out of a fire academy for the inability to pick up something three times their body weight. I just don't think that that's a reality, but you know, if there's a, you know, if there's a muscular endurance component, you got to do a certain amount of push-ups. You got to do a certain amount of sit-ups. You've got to run a certain amount of uh, uh, meters in a certain amount of time. I think that that, if there is a physical side that somebody is going to either quit or fail, it's going to be in that arena. Um, so now here's what I will say too, though. I, I, there is a requisite amount of strength that you're going to need in all of public safety. And I would get into, I would get into a debate at times with colleagues. And it was funny. It was usually the colleagues that didn't really do anything uh, physically that would, would have the uh, debate with, but I know, you know they would. Is. Yeah. And, and what they would worry about more, they were more worried about somebody being injured while training but you know, not not you know, not think about the fact that that's that's not necessary. You're you're going to encounter that that on the on the on the street. You're going to encounter the need to do that. So, if somebody is is deadlifting at the fire station, you know, it's always going to be somebody that's oh man, you're going to hurt your back. You're going to hurt your back. And then when you say, well, what am I supposed to do when we encounter the obese patient that we have to move from point a to point b and they're like well we we're gonna there's gonna be six people there minimum and we got 120 to pull from and we just throw people at it it's like well that's true until you get to that narrow hallway or the stairwell and then it's down it's down in the bathroom it's down yeah right that's right there's 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 one person in between the toilet and the bathtub that's able to uh to get in there to help so you're there there needs to be a a requisite amount of, of strength. But I think that, you know, what I think is a paradigm that needs to happen if it it's starting to shift that way is that, you know, again, to use those terms, you talked about the push the aerobic capacity and lactic threshold as far to the right on that graph as possible until it starts pulling you away from that requisite amount of strength. When you get to the point where you can't carry the person down the hallway or you can't um, get them out from the toilet you know get them between the toilet and the shower then we need to start rethinking okay am i doing too much on the other side of the spectrum we might need to maybe maybe bump our strength up a little bit and then then um you know downgrade the uh um, the aerobic capacity and lack threshold stuff a little bit but you you we need to have that that middle, that middle yeah, ground that's the middle is going right to be there. important. It, right. It's that that's, old CrossFit level one Greg Glassman analogy of I don't need you to be a uh, power lifter and I don't need you to be a marathon runner. I need you to right. come into the middle and be able to do both. Because I think what separates, you know, it, we can use the term tactical athlete for this and in, in whatever you're at is also when you are stressed physically, you still have to perform mentally. Right. And, I think when I started training in that functional fitness style for me, that really made me realize like I need to be thinking about things while I'm doing these hard workouts because it's the same as at work. You know, on bottle two, I need to be smarter than I was on bottle one and sharper 
because the right. dangers have increased. You know, the same as a law enforcement officer in a pursuit. The longer you're pursuing, the dangers have increased. You need that mental sharpness. And I think when you're working with those numbers and what you're saying, you're also helping folks with that as well. Right. And, and again, it's like, it's, it's, the, it's just a constant, it's the constant tweak of, you know, where, where is that, where's that line, you know, where, where, where do we, where do we focus, where do we focus the, the amount of strength versus the amount of uh, uh, the, the amount of aerobic capacity. And that's going to depend on the, the athlete as well, but it's, that's where having a strength and conditioning coach embedded in your department is going to be is going to be extremely beneficial and you know another thing you know i talked about wanting to get the athletes early if you can get them early and you can show them i i I do my best to educate my athletes as much as possible i just don't have them come in and they if they're if they're running slowly at a 70% heart rate because they haven't built that aerobic capacity up here, I make sure that they know what we're doing. This is, we're trying to build this base. We're trying to get, you know, the, the adaptations for that capacity built up and then we'll kind of move from there. I, I think that if you get, if you get a young person before they even get to the testing phase of the, um, of the, uh, of, of whatever municipality you're in and before they get to the academy i think you you give them that education and they can carry smart training through them throughout their career and you see the military doing that quite a bit i mean any any special operations uh group uh in in most branches are they've gotten away from you show up on day one and they just beat you to death they still do that but they've you've had opportunity for six months to a year prior to that to go through, you know, they, they educate you, they, they kind of bring you up. Uh, they, you know, they, they give you at least some, uh, you know, a modicum of, of physical training before you get there. But, um, you know, we're the public safety is always a little slower. I, I think they're Getting a little better. slower. We're slower. You, you see yes. a pre academies though. I'm starting to see it popping up online, you know, like if you were going to, you know, XYZ fire department Academy and you start in two months, you can come every weekend uh, for this pre academy. That's kind of giving yes. you that little bit of a time. I know the New Jersey state police does it. Um, yes. I know several troopers here. Um, and, and they do that because again, listen, everyone's goal is to get you to that end line, to get you to right. that bullseye at the end of your career. But right. they have to give you the tools and the ability and prepare you for what's coming. You know, right. I know that there are some folks that in that New Jersey State Police pre-stuff, they, they didn't make it through that. You know, right. and maybe they thought this was for them and then they got to that and were like, this is not for them. You know, in the military, you don't really get that as an option. Right. Uh, saying, this is not for me. <laughs> they- they're going to find something else for you to do if, if yeah, it doesn't yeah, they'll, work they'll figure out, that right? one out for you. But when you have these Indeed. careers, you know, hey, th- this may not just just may not be your cup of tea. You know what I mean? Like you can do something else. And it's it's expensive. I mean, it's expensive. Yeah. It's expensive to get somebody through a hiring process and then have them um, for whatever reason not be able to complete the the academy process. And then they're they're either you know, they're behind the eight ball on attrition from, you know, they, they were counting on those individuals to, to take the place of the people that they've, they've lost during that time frame, And you, 
you can't bring somebody off the street into week 12 of the fire academy you just have to wait until the next one comes and then you know uh get to get those folks through so i don't know if you know this or not or if it's happening near you but i have heard i mean it's confirmed i'm not going to say who or what department Mm -hmm. but there are larger departments even smaller departments that are legitimately keeping a b list because on day one of the academy let's say they have an academy class of 50 people on day one of the academy they're not even dropping people. People are not showing up. Yeah. So they no. have gone through the entire hiring process, let's say, like through all that. And instead of at some point in that saying like, this is not for me, they're not showing up on day one. And literally right. the Academy cadre, someone at someone's job to get on the phone and be like, hey, Lee, right. remember the job we told you you weren't going to have? Well, hey, can you come right now? Like, come right now. Yeah. Show up here today. You can miss today. You can tomorrow can be your day one. To me, well, it boggles my mind. But that that happened to me. I was the person they called, and it was it wasn't because of that. It was because in between the hiring process and the academy, somebody retired. So they they oh, knew you got that the they, extra they were, spot. Yeah, I got the extra spot. So I slid I slid Listen, into uh, I slid into home I right under them. the right under the wire. I got a, thank God, the New Jersey Civil Service Commission couldn't get their SHIT together and had mm. to extend the list to get to me on the list. Oh, uh, there we go. So I'm myself <laughs> and uh, nine other people. My department was able to do two more hiring groups off my list at the time because they were just kept extending our list. Um, right. And so I'm like, I think I was supposed to my day one in my department was uh, my schedule for my physical for the next list, my agility test. So they right. literally told us, pack a gym bag in your car in case you walk <laughs> in here and we're like, you're not hired. So that right. old prep alone was like, do I show up to the work job or do I go take this test? That's, that, that is stressful. That is stressful. Well, let me, let me ask you this. How does, how does your department co- currently handle the physical fitness side if, if you know, or – not we can really. talk in hype. We can talk in hypotheticals. I don't, no, I don't know. You know might, that might not have been about. I might have set you up. No, no, you didn't set me up. I've said this. Yeah. I don't mind saying it. So mm-hmm. we are allowed to work out on duty, um, which is a very good thing because there are still mm-hmm. departments that are not. Um, we have equipment. Most of it uh, we bring in ourselves. Um, the city currently has a health and wellness person. Um, he visits the firehouses every Thursday, um, and it's more of you know he'll help you to the best that he can you know there's no real hands-on it's right. more providing education uh providing answers you know if you hey should i be eating more carbs or less carbs uh should i be running more lifting more he's a very nice guy um but you only get to see him once a month right so that's better than we were before we had him right because now we have that um and it's better are, than most and there we go and we're better yeah. than the people that yeah. don't Right. And right. he works for a few fire departments in, in New Jersey. So when you right. meet a guy that he goes to, it's everybody knows him. I got to get him on the podcast. I told him he was going to come on. And, <laughs> and, and and this is like a fitness geek episode. So I can't mm. do a fitness geek episode because at this point, you and I have fitness geeked out enough. And oh, yeah, only the fitness geeks are still listening here. But um, and what we've done that I think is probably the best thing that I've seen is we started running our own fire academies. And even before we ran our own true fire academies, we were doing morning PT with our recruits. 
And that morning TT has gone on for probably the last six or seven recruit classes. It's hard to keep track. Um, I can't tell you that every one of them continued their PT journey when they got hired for sure. Right. But at least we gave them a really good foundation in the academy and to come on the job with. So we're moving forward. You know, progress is being made slowly, but it's being made. So that's that's a good thing. Well, and, you know, again, getting back to what we were talking about earlier, I think that if you get if you get these folks and this is why I I want to work with the people even before they the people before they get the jobs, I want them when they're 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 sponges, they're they're motivated before they've been biased. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, you can, and hopefully steer them in the best direction possible before they get to that. Because when you get to the, when you get to the Academy setting, the band, you, you need that bandwidth. You need the bandwidth to learn the new skills that you're having. I had zero, when I got into the fire Academy, I had no idea. I had never been a volunteer firefighter. Uh, I had I was comfortable in the EMS side of the house, but I did not have any any suppression um, uh, experience. So I needed that bandwidth to to absorb what it took to 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 handle that. And if if you're treating the academies like a fitness camp, you know that that's a lot of bandwidth. If you're if yeah. you're near death every day at the academy, you can't think when it comes time when it's when it's time to think. And there's some dangerous there's some dangerous evolutions in the fire academy. And if if uh, if you if you've taken away all that bandwidth trying to trying to breathe, um, I think that uh, you're you're taken away from the safety and you're taken away from the uh, the learning aspect of the academy. And that goes for I think that goes for any academy setting. I'd say that you know, and I I went on a rant uh, a week or so ago that that the academy setting is not a fitness camp. You you should come there day one ready, and they should be they should have to maintain your fitness. You have a high level of fitness when you get there. They maintain it, and and you can spend all the rest of that time learning. And that's, oh, I mean, that's it. Know. I love that. Right. And, yeah. and yeah, you could pick up some new fitness tips and things there, but you're really there to learn to be a firefighter, learn to be a paramedic, learn to be a law enforcement officer. Right. Uh, I think though, then we can go to the next step too, because I think it's even harder when you walk into your station for the first day to your house and you have all of those other things to worry about, right? You have to worry about oh my God, I'm going to go into a real fire now. It's not right. a controlled environment anymore. Oh my God, I have an officer and three other firefighters that I have to get to know. I have right. to impress, for lack of a better term, let's say. You know, oh my God, I'm in a patrol vehicle with a gun strapped to me and right. bad guys, the bad guys are real, right? That's not the time to be like, I have to learn about fitness here too. You know, right. and it may not even be the time to be able to work out when you're on duty because you have so many other tasks and so many other, and not that fitness is not, you know, me, it's, it's the most important thing ever, but you need to have that healthy dose of my days off. I'm fitnessing the crap out of myself because my days on, I'm doing my truck checks. I'm doing my equipment. I'm doing dishes, cleaning toilet, right. you know, all these other things that are just as important when you're new. And, you know, we, especially in the fire service, we all know how much performance is taken right off the top 
from, you know, without us sitting here and doing a needs analysis of the fire, I'm sure everybody listening and you and I both know in detail what's, what's required, but you know, if you're, you're taking 20, 30% of your physical abilities right off the top before you even set foot to go to work, you know, if that ceiling isn't raised as high as you can possibly get it to start off, you're, you're, you know, you're not going to have the cognitive abilities that you should under those circumstances. And I think that's another, that's another benefit to, uh, to, to the fitness side of it too. Um, and you know, the hot, uh, I'm sure we'd probably get into this at some point, but the, the hot button issue now with departments is going to be the mental health side of it. And we, you know, again, the, the, the military has, has, gotten ahead of us on that and where i think public safety is is coming around and the i think the the freest the least expensive way to assist with public safety mental health is be in shape that you use use the physical culture to help raise that ceiling on your your mental health as well and it just so happens that it makes you better at your job and you know you we don't have to uh to 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 worry about the mental health side of it as much if people were if people were really focusing on the 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 physical side of things i think that makes a big big difference and and you know we're we're seeing how much trouble public safety is in with with the mental health side of it but we're still not pushing we're still not pushing the physical side of it to kind of assist with that yeah, it, it's these added benefits, added benefits of fitness that I always talk about. Things that I didn't know about. You know, when when you were out there lifeguarding, you you were just doing fitness to have folks right. look at you while you were on the stand. You know, and, fair and, enough. And fair enough. Up and handy, right? Fair <laughs> enough. I can't lie about that either. <laughs> yeah, like, no, yeah, no yeah. Can, right? We didn't even right. know those things. Now, now we can tell those kids, "Hey, listen, man, those are great benefits." You know what I mean? Like that benefit of of looking good on that stand is great. But this is also going to make you better when you're 40, mentally and physically, if you keep doing it. You know, it's, right. it's, you said it really early on when you looked at the, the senior leadership and they're, you're like, those dudes are ancient and they were probably in their 40s. And right. I, I say it now when I'm the, the 20 year in 45 year old captain holding the railing when I'm going down the stairs. You young Indeed. guys, be me someday. You know, right now you're you, you want to be me. And look at all the things I do and I'm still hurting. I still right. crack, and crack and have days where I have no motivation and all this. But at least I know that all that time I spent working out is helping me now. If I didn't spend that time, I don't know where I'd be. And I mean, it's the same. It's, it's you know, now that I'm retired, I never paid. I never really paid any attention to my. We have a 457 account. It's like a deferred compensation account. Yep. They they let you put put money in. I don't know if they have that up there for you. Same 401k is, but I'm telling all the people that are behind me. I'm like, listen, I didn't really realize what I was doing with that money, what it meant, what you know, how important that was going to be. And then once you retire, you're like, oh, I see what all that's for. That's the same thing with your with your 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 physical abilities. Yeah, and when you when you hit 60 and 70 you're you know after you know the toll that you know public safety job can take on you you know the the more robust you are in the in the physical side that's going to pay off just like your robust portfolio 
is going to help you on the on the financial side as well. So it's a, you look at it the same thing. Nobody nobody's really going to argue too much about uh, you know saving you know saving money for retirement, but uh, they'll 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 fight tooth and nail about uh, stopping uh, getting off the couch and and, and doing a little work sometimes. Out. Yeah, and, and yeah, yeah. Which is nice, right? Everybody likes the couch, like, but it doesn't mean you can't have the couch time and the gym time. Right? Indeed. Like, I think too we're seeing you know early on it was like, you have to do this. Like you have to work out this way. And what we found in the fitness industry is like, there's no 100% right way. Like you had said for everyone to be working out, you have to find what you like. If you like riding bikes, go ride bikes. If you like doing CrossFit, do CrossFit. If you like martial arts, do martial arts. You're doing something. And that something is always better than nothing. Um, if you have a specific goal in mind, then that's a different story, right? And how you have to train for that goal. And there are some things, you know, I think being a law enforcement officer training in jujitsu needs to happen. You know, they should just, that should be 100%. You have to do that. Um, whereas on the fire side, eh, we're not really grappling with folks uh, ever. Right. Occasionally, may very occasionally you may end up in a, a bit of a scuffle. I had one, I had one myself that my boss likes to tell the story of with a much larger <laughs> man who happened to be a priest. Uh, let's just say I won. It wasn't okay, pretty, boy, that's, that's let's good. just say I won, but he was way taller than I was. So I was, yeah. I was, I, was uh, I had a, a defeat there. Right. But it's not as important for us. Whereas that aerobic capacity being high, I feel like that's way more important for us than the ability to grapple with someone. So it's those specific things that really do matter and how you're spending this time and your off time definitely correlates to how you're going to be operationally. Yeah. And, and, you know, I will, I, I I will push back a little bit because, you know, like I, like I said before, it's, it's incumbent upon, you know, firefighters, police, military to train, to train appropriately for the job. Now I I'm, I'm retired. I have a, a group of folks that I work out with every day at three 15. Uh, I'd say that, you know, the, 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 the ages are skewed, but we have a we have a, a handful of people, myself included, north of north of fifty. But you know, when I'm programming for that group, it's I'm I'm looking at what time domains we've done in the week. What you know, what what movements have we done, and and how to make it fun to where they want to come back. And we we don't have a specific, other than just being varied. Yeah. And, and, you know, keeping the intensity, you know, uh, across the board, we really don't have anything besides that to have to train for. But when, you know, we I have a couple of, you know, a, a couple of police officers that work out with us, you know, a couple, a bunch of firefighters, um, if they need to understand that there, are, there is some requirements for that job that you have to have. And, Whereas, you know, when those of us that don't have that and we're, we we are not being called out for service, we can get away with a little less, uh, you know, specific. We can kind of do what we want more, you know, and, and, that, and that's something to kind of and that's where embedding somebody in the department. They can kind of guide you as because as much as it would bug me when I would see the the PT time spent with somebody walking around the fire station that was always it just that just bugged me 
And it, the pickleball in the fire station. That's well, cool. I mean, uh, you know, fun. I, I, it's not a sport I, for you. To I know, but it's a, it's, 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 fun. it's I'm, 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 to do. I'm thinking about the requirements for the, the jump seat firefighter on a, you know, the second story of a, of a residential fire at no point does walking for 30 minutes it, the the adaptation is is you know in a month you're you're done you have it you're you're making no you're making no gain so it it gives that illusion of fitness so that's and and again that's not a it's not a a judgment on on that individual or individuals it's just that that can't be a, your consistent what you're saying is that and, and I agree a hundred percent with you that can't be I, I walk thirty minutes every day and that's right. it. You, right. you can't be, you can't do that. If this is what your life is, you know, my father is 85 years old. He walks right. 10 minutes a day and I'm beyond happy for him. Right. You know, now there are days in the firehouse where I don't work out. There are days where I'm happy. I can get into a pair of shorts and a t-shirt and run the stairs for 10 minutes with some pushups where right. I got something in that day. Um, it's that matter of how you're doing it and your consistency and, and your, levels of things and, and your knowledge put it all together and you're still going for that bullseye you know it's like the right. t-shirt you're wearing i've been reading it the whole time i've been waiting to say it but train accordingly you know that's what we have to do each and every day it's such a great simple term and mantra you know are you training accordingly in in all and, disciplines not just fitness right and and that's our that's that's our motto here it's 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 first decide what your goals are solidify them and then train accordingly. And if your goal is to be the best looking person in a pair of board shorts on the Jersey shore, well, you know, there there's, that's a different program than, uh, you know, being able to, uh, to, to drag a, a human being out of a, a structure fire when, you know, when you arrive. So you just have to kind of, you just kind of have to, to, to look at that. And if you're not, intellectually curious enough to do that research on your own of what that requires again there's plenty of people that will will you know assist you and i'm sure there's plenty of people at the at the firehouse that are that are smart enough to to do that as well and um you know again some cities are lucky enough the city that i live in they've got a great they've got a great program where they have you know very educated people that that work very closely with the the fire department, the police department to kind of get them over on that. And they have that, they have the pre, the pre-academy like you were referring to earlier. So they, they, uh, they have that. So again, it's just, uh, just training smart and, and, and training for the goals that, uh, that are laid out before you. Listen, buddy, it's 2023 and I squat a lot. So I'm out on the Jersey shore wearing Ranger pants. You got to see good. all the squatting work that I'm putting in. That I'm is showing good. it off. I'm showing off the higher ones, not the lower that ones. Is, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that at all. Standing calf raises are for kids. And you're old like me and you're squatting. Show off these, these big bad boys up here in these tree trunks. You Indeed. know, something something that we're getting towards our, our my, my hour time that I like to keep these at. We haven't really even mentioned your, your training company. We talked about it a little bit, but... I love the name and we talked about, you know, you you're saying it's, it's based in a, from a Japanese word. So you're hoping you're pronouncing it right uh, before it. But if I wrote it down, right, it's, it's continued groundwork is what it stands for. Right. Well, it, let me, we'll put a finer point on that. So um, Kaizen is a Japanese term for continual progress. So it's, progress. it's 
incremental progress normally meant to be positive. So uh, again, the, the term that uh, the, the analogy that I hear um, banded about quite a bit is going to be uh, a low trajectory at a distant horizon. I hear that. And I think that that's a great way to put it. So you're, you're not, we're not trying to uh, take that magic pill and get from point A to point B in, in, uh, in, in 10 days. We're looking at the, the long term. So it's that continual positive progress. And then groundworks, as you know, anybody that has any, any construction knowledge, which I don't, but uh, uh, in the architecture world, it's, it's a foundation for it's, it's work done in preparation for work to be done later. So that's why we want to be in touch with the folks that are in the the initial phases to where we can kind of build that groundwork early and and layer it like a cake, just keep continually progressing that individual through. So that's where the name comes from comes from. Uh, and and it's uh, it's again, no magic pill is uh, is what we're what we like to make sure everybody understands that it's a it's a process that you have to work through. I love it because it, that's the truth, right? When when you look at the fitness world, and like we said, you can jump on that Google machine. The, those magic pills are everywhere. Yes, and they are. Unfortunate, you know. I think we all, at some point, believed this was going to be my magic pill. You know, I've definitely bought some equipment or went down some rabbit holes or you know purchased some things and got them, and we're like, this is not what I thought it was right. going to be. But like you said, that continued progress, that incremental progress. I can't stop that. Right. You know, no matter when I get in my own head and, and things like that, I have to keep doing something. And I think that's such a, a good thing to start people out on. And you're really doing good work there by, by starting people out on this. And it, it's really interesting to see where they're going to be in 20 years. You know, and I know I plan on being here to see some of your folks and where they are in right. 20 years and what they're doing for our service, just like kind of we have done in our time here to advance it and, and get people healthier. And, and even that mental aspect of it, you know, we, we kicked that a little bit into this one and it's such a huge part that that comes into play with all of this. You know, no one told me I was going to be sleep deprived when I got hired. <laughs> right. And, and I enjoy it. You talked about 20 years. I've got, I've got four or five people currently in a fire Academy and they're, they're thriving. Uh, I'm, I'm currently working with some, some law enforcement officers that are going to SWAT school. And I suspect that they're going to, they're going to thrive as well. So it is neat for me to, to be able to kind of see that and, and, and have, you know, at least a somewhat of a hands-on approach that the, the verdicts out, whether, uh, they, they would have uh, done well without me. I think a lot of these folks, I've been lucky in the, the people that I've been dealing with their character, they've been a very, very high character. So I think, uh, they, they would have they would have uh, certainly gotten very close to the finish line on their own without me. But uh, I was hoping maybe, maybe I've taken an arrow or two and vectored it just a little bit to get them, just to get them to hit that bullseye, hopefully. Such a perfect way to kind of wrap this up with mm -hmm. that arrow, man. It's, it's, mm -hmm. It is really a good analogy. And I've never heard anybody use it before. And I feel like, you know, we were able to tie it all together with that. And I'm, I'm thinking about my own like bundle of arrows on my back. Like, which one do I got to pull out next or which one haven't I pulled out in a while? I think is more of what I'm like, yeah, I got to pull that one out. <laughs> <laughs> Today's the day. Today's the day. Oh, I got so much other stuff going on today. <laughs> right. That's, that's how it piles up. Isn't it, man? Indeed. Lee, I appreciate it. You know, some people just, just 
dip here. So before we get into the the size up 10, where can everybody find you online? I want to make sure they can look for you. We 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 have a presence on all uh, social media. Uh, we have Facebook, uh, Cos and Groundworks. We're uh, my mo- Instagram is is usually where we have the biggest presence. Um, uh, you can find us at uh, CosandGroundworks.com, and that that lays out um, the the products that we offer. We have we have some standalone programs that people can use if they if they're if an individual is uh, you know in in good shape already and they just need something to kind of get them across the line we have those sort of standalone programs we have some programs to build you up uh, we have a uh, private training that if somebody I, I i have a couple people that i work with that uh that are uh, remote and they i work with them regularly about uh you know specifically what they need um and we kind of tweak their program to get them to where they want to go and and uh, we you know we also have a a team that can do some consulting for departments if they're if they are you know not so quite sure where to go yeah, so inclined if they're, to do it. If they're so inclined there. Listen, and- more people are doing it like for sure i see i see what you're doing and it's great right like yeah. that that's it you know you have this ability to help an entire department why not take it and it, who knows how many people you're going to affect at least give them my experience and, and my education and kind of let them know what, you know, my thoughts are. And if it, if it resonates with the department, they want to kind of take it in that direction, even, even better. Love it, man. I love it. You said, a keep on keeping on, man. Mm-hmm. Right, you ready? You ready for these 10 questions here? I'm ready. All right. The, the size up 10. It's, it's kind of like a, I got to get the cards like David Letterman had and just throw them at the throw them out there. Maybe then somebody will watch. <laughs> I don't know. Beach or mountains? Such an easy question. Uh, yeah, yeah, beach. A lot of, <laughs> lot of, a lot of time, a lot of, a lot of time spent on the beach. Now, don't get me wrong, I like the mountains too. But and and living in Virginia, we, I, you yeah, know, both. I'm three hours from 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 either or. But uh, yeah, I think I, I have to go with the beach. That's where my heart is. Love it. Night out or night in? Mm, an early night out, very okay. early. Like, like, like nursing home hours, like the, you know, four thirty dinner and <laughs> old, then, old guys roll, and then old guys. yeah. And then, in, and then, it. and then in for the rest of the, in for the rest of the night home by six 30. <laughs> I love an early, an early night out. That's how my life yeah, is too. That's it. Maybe I'm not at six 30 yet. I'm like home by nine, please home. by. Nine. <laughs> <laughs> I've been, I've been asleep for an hour and a half by nine o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> okay. A good book or a good movie. Man, I, I have to go with books. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a little, uh, I'm a little on the wonkish side. So I'm, I'm always, uh, I'm always trying to learn something new or, or, or polish or uh, sharpen a sword of something that I've, I've let go. So, you know, if I had to give up something, I'd, I'd give up movies way before I gave up books. Oh man, see, I, I can change this question now to like, which would you give up, books or movies? That, there that we go. Makes yeah. it a little more complicated. I think that may be a. Well, well, Hollywood isn't 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 helping their case lately. I don't think mo- movies movies aren't what they were in the '90s. I, I I preach that all the time. I need to get we need to get back to the '90s uh, the '90s movies, and I might have to change my mind. That that is for sure. I can I can say that. <laughs> I'm glad to be raising my boys on the on the classics of the '80s. And 90s, so right. they, they know a lot of good lines. Indeed. Cross country road trip. Who is your celebrity co-pilot? Man, I I'd have to. I'd have to say a three thousand miles with McConaughey would be uh, would be yeah, crazy. Yeah. I mean, between, uh, I mean, but I 
his book, he, he's got a book, Green Lights, and I, I kind of was was cautiously optimistic about uh, uh, reading it. And it was act. He is he is a great storyteller. I can imagine sitting in a car with him for two or three days, listening to stories and, and getting into some trouble with him. I think that would be uh, uh, a fascinating road trip. He's one hundred percent on my my list right there. Oh yeah, road trip people. And one day Indeed. he ever wants to come on the size up. He's an awesome podcast guest as well. I've heard him on so many podcasts. So maybe one day I can somehow figure out how to make that happen. I think it, I think it, I think it can happen. <laughs> anything is possible right you make your bed every day well i re i realize these are lightning round type questions no <laughs> but here but here's here's what i will say i i do i do know the speech from uh admiral mccraven i believe it is that sure. that uh, you know make your bed every day and i understand what he's saying and i agree with it but, but I have to replace making my bed with something something else of discipline to do first thing in the morning because man I, I'm I'm terrible I'm terrible at making my bed I mean I used to have 16 year olds that I had to tell them they had to be clean shaven and in uniform at 9 a.m because the rest of the day was going to go well if they could get that done so I understand the premise of the make your bed first thing but no, no. If no, if my is wife, it, if my wife, honest. if my wife could hear me now, she'd be, uh, she'd have something to say about that as well, because she, she, she agrees with McCraven. <laughs> I love it. Like, and it's funny because, like, this is supposed to be lightning round, right? But it's really not, and that's what the size up <laughs> is all about, right? It's right. Just because what you do off the job matters, and you have a reason to not do it. And and I'm listening. I'm here to listen to your reasons, man. And so are the listeners. Discipline Some... in the discipline in the morning is important. Just uh, <laughs> it just let, let the bed go. Though. You go with like I put my underwear on. That's my. There we go. Morning. Yeah, there we go. There we go. I dress appropriately. <laughs> a million dollars right now, or go back to that eighteen-year-old you with a bit of a redo on life. Oh man, I would. I, I often, you know, the, I I think the Greeks, the Greeks even said youth is wasted on the young. Um, I I I would love to go back and and do a do-over now here here's the thing is i love all the people that i have known through my life and i wouldn't want to give any of that up um i'd like to do a redo but still not lose any of the of the loved ones that i've i've, I've accrued over over the year but man i, I, I go back and 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 uh you know, you, you kind of see as you get older where the holes in your game are. I'd love to plug some of those up at, at 18. That'd be great. Oh, that's a great way to describe it, too, because I'd definitely mm -hmm. like to go back and plug some of them holes. There were a few. Oh, yeah. There's, There's a few holes. We all have them. I got them from yesterday. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Just 18. <laughs> Highways or back roads? What are you taking? Wherever, uh, wherever the Google Maps or Apple Maps takes me, I, I'm not. <laughs> ways, I'm indifferent. I'm indifferent. Ways, well, ways, ways, ways is the ways. way. To go. Right. Any, any, anywhere they, anywhere they, they tell me to go, uh, I'm, uh, I'm quick to point A to point B. I'm very happy you admit that. Like I, I mm -hmm. use like I, I oh yeah. Like I think about like I remember back in in our youth, like you know, writing directions on your arm. Or your hand, you know, like trying to drive somewhere or like that. Pip, Pip, I, I, I don't know how we got anywhere. Yeah, right. I don't know how we got anywhere. I really don't. I'm, I'm, I'm fascinated at the fact that we were able to navigate anything back then. 
and then and then if you got lost, you'd have to go back home and call the person to make oh, man. where you were Big, really going. Uh, I I would have uh, terrible. It'd be done. It'd be done. Terrible yeah. time. Yes, sir. Terrible time to be alive. <laughs> a, bu a bucket list place to visit. Let's see. A bucket list place to visit. Um, my my mother has really instilled the fact that Switzerland is one of the most beautiful places that so I've heard. Uh, yeah, that 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 I have uh, that 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 is around, and she's been trying to get us to go there uh, with my my parents, my wife and I, with them for quite a while, um, and and it's it's eventually going to happen. Uh, I, I years ago I would have said Iceland, but I've been there I've been there uh, twice uh, in the last uh, you know five years or so, and that's you know that's always a bucket list place, even though I've been there. And I, I saw your pictures, and for I was. Sure. Uh, it, it was it, a bucket list place, it, and it's still it, a bucket list place. It, it took go it back. took me back, yeah. So it's like uh, any 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 chance I can get back to uh, heck, I'd live there to be honest with you if I could uh, if I could make that work. But yeah, uh, it added to um, my wife and I's retirement list of like, can we come here? How can we come to work? That I have life life cha life changing life changing. Yes, sir. Go to Iceland soon. I'm gonna. So I'm waiting for episode fifty. Uh, my son is dying to come on the podcast, Finn, and we're going to talk mm -hmm. a lot about Iceland, I think. So that, that'll oh, man. be the Iceland episode. I'll, I'll have to listen to that one. Yeah. All right. Two more questions. Football or football? I grew up on, I grew up on the NFL, um, but I, I cut cable and it was amazing to me how quickly the NFL kind of went to the wayside you know, after I cut cable. Yeah. So uh, that, that should be a, a stark, uh, you know, that should, that should be stark for them that, that, that it was quick. And I, I couldn't tell you who does what nowadays, but um, what, what I'm getting at is when the world cup came last year, I went to um, a, a nice sports bar, watched a lot of world cup and I was so enthralled and it was, the, it was some of the most exciting sports i've ever been a part of i was so invested i never i've watched i've watched every football every uh big football game from you know from the 80s till now i've seen every i've seen every one of them every big game that there ever was not one time that i have as much excitement as i had watching the usa know, england that usa england incredible Incredible. So, I mean, it, people people just love to 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 poop on soccer or poop on football. But let me tell you, it is a it is it is an exciting sport. And the the vibe in the, it was, when we watched it, there was football that came on after World Cup, and the vibe between the World Cup time oh, and football time was was night and day. So. You know, I I know that's gonna that's probably gonna upset a few folks if they're uh, if, no they're, if Listen, they haven't USA, turned if they haven't turned it off they they're they're turning <laughs> they're turning me off now. We went to a watch party for USA England. I mean, there's I don't know 400 people in this room watching it on a big screen. There was a punk rock band at halftime. If I told my boys like and USA was playing really well, I'm like if they get a goal right now, you never forget this moment in this room because it oh, is yeah. gonna go wild i mean we were all on the edge of our seats i was like you never will forget this moment in sports and it wasn't even really uh, for anything it wasn't for the cup it was just a goal we just wanted a goal to tie type thing and it was great like that even to get to that you know we were they were sad when we left but i'm like boys you experienced it like it was amazing yeah sound like fun
Yep, it's a good time right there. All right, last question. The best advice you could give to your younger self? Let's see. Trust trust the process. Every everything is a process and you have to you know, we we talked about solidifying goals, but once you solidify your goal, you need to focus on how you're going to get there and let that be where your focus is. And I I'll give that to to any any young person, uh, especially any, any young person that I'm coaching, you got to focus on that process. And if, if you're not focused on, you know, some days are going to be boring. Some days are going to be stuff that you don't like to do. And that goes for anything, any, any test you're going to take any, uh, any degree you're going to get any, any goal that you have set for yourself, there's going to be a process and you need to establish that process and trust it. And then just learn to, Learn to love the process, and then next thing you know, hey, you're at the you're at the end goal that you were looking for. I love it, man. I definitely love it. That is a great piece of advice to to finish this one off with. So, Leith Rockmorton, thank you so much for joining me today, man. This has been a long time coming that we've we've danced around, kind of talking and doing something together. So I'm glad glad you reached out and you were able to come on and and. You know, it's been a fun fitness geek conversation that I haven't had with someone in a while. So it has. I can get geekier. <laughs> oh, I, can, I, can. I can. I can. I can get. I can get way geekier. This was a two out of ten on the uh, the geek scale <laughs> the for me. So scale. yeah, we. I can get way geekier. But I appreciate you. I appreciate you having me on, and uh, I look forward to speaking to you again soon. Awesome, man. Thank you very much for coming on. Thank everyone for listening. Thank our sponsors. Thank you, National Fire Radio, for allowing the size up to still keep on going. You know, we're right in this holiday season where, you know, we all have busy lives. We all have things going on, but we just have to remember to be thinking about ourselves, thinking about those around us and taking care of ourselves. So until next time, this has been Pip for the size up by National Fire Radio, because what you do off the job matters. Fire Radio.